Hello and welcome to the Shan Bees Podcast, a podcast for those who like their knitting, comedy and yarn in equally large measures. I'm your host, Joan Wilmot, and this is episode 142, Eat, Sleep, Knit, Repeat. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 142. Hiya, I'm Joe. I'm your host, and today is Friday, the 24th of April, 2020. Already, I know, good grief. Wouldn't be that bad if I hadn't left two planners. Not one planner, I bought two. I've not wrote a bloody thing in them, and I've left them both in China. And I don't know when I'm going to get them back, and I just feel like I've added massively to the recycling pile and not into the let's get Joe organised pile. But there we go. So if you are with me for the first time today, welcome. Great to have you here. And if you are a returning listener, a delight as always. Thank you for coming back and joining me again for another episode of the show. So yeah, today we've got quite a bit of chit chat. Not that much knitting content. I'm just going to give you a bit of a rundown of what I've been looking at and thinking about making but not an awful lot of talking about what I've actually been making because there hasn't been an awful lot of knitting going on which is like vaguely disappointing I have to admit like it's not what you would expect necessarily but what can you do if you, if you don't feel like knitting you don't feel like knitting and I know a lot of you are struggling with the same sort of thing at the moment so you know what sod it let's just roll with it we'll have a bit of a chit chat I'll keep you company for like half an hour or so might not be like the world's most technical or best knitting content but I'll be there with you and uh, we can have a bit of a natter a bit of a laugh and uh, talk about future projects probably like things to make knit vicariously I'm thinking about it like an athlete would visualise running a race, you know, that makes you better at it once you get round to it. Fact. So that's what I would, that's what I'll say we're doing right now with the uh, eat, sleep, not knit, repeat as uh, today's title goes. So to start off with, we'll have a couple of shout outs for listeners and the first one goes to Christine in Canada, who sent me a Ravelry message. Hello to you. She's working from home too with her kiddies. And to Cibola, who replied to my question on learning Mandarin or a chat we had on learning Mandarin in a previous episode where I talked about how I can't hear one of the tones. So I'm really bad at Mandarin. Well, it turns out it's not, not just me. And uh, she accidentally called her host mother... Uh, on exchange in Taiwan, a host horse by getting the tones wrong. Oops. And uh, another shout out as well to Donna. Donna's a copper and she's got a big gun and uh, she's in America and uh, she listens in the car and she just sent me a message saying, it's so nice when you're, you know, like I'm listening in my car. And in my head, like, where, like I have names, I have nicknames for everyone and I have like soundtracks for people, like things that I hear in my head when I see someone's name or someone sends me a message or whatever. And for Donna, somewhat unsurprisingly, it's bad boys. So like whenever she'll send me a quick message on, on Insta or whatever, I just hear bad boys, bad boys, what you gonna do? Like, like I am a copper with her. It's amazing. Anyway, hi Donna to you. Hope you're catching all them bad guys um, and eating loads of donuts. No stereotypes here, of course. And uh, yeah, hello to everyone else who is listening today. Like I say, it's always awesome to be back hanging out with you and having you listening. And I really appreciate it when you take the time to send me memes and thank you, Cosmic Knitter, and uh, send messages or whatever else and tell me what you are up to. It's really cool. So in today's episode, we're going to have a little bit of chit chat to tell you what we've been up to really, kind of like the COVID time capsule. Oh, I've been, I've been busted. The beast is in here. She's after something. What are you after, sis? She's after something. She got a life-threatening hot glue gun injury yesterday. So we're going to stay away from the hot glue gun today, aren't we? What do you want? Paint. Paint. We haven't got any paint. Anyone else got this all the time now? Like, they don't want to know when you're supposed to be doing schoolwork. It's like, no, I'm so bored. I desperately need to, like, you know, go, go and create or craft this or do this or whatever. No, I'm so tired. I can't do any more school. And then the minute you're not doing school, they just... Then the two board. The minute you want to do something, 
for yourself, like your thing, then the board. Anyway, the other day she took it upon herself to do a bit of artwork when I was off doing something. I can't remember. I think it was... Might have been outside, I might have been planting something outside or doing something quickly anyway. I wasn't even gone that long. And um, came back and on the kitchen table, she'd done a bit of artwork. And this artwork basically consisted of a gravestone with one sad, lonely, partially wilted flower at the side of it. No colour, not, not a scrap of colour on it. And on the gravestone, she'd stenciled with her stencil, Isabella died of Bore 2020 and just left it there on the table. <laughs> Mummy, I've died of bore. <laughs> oh, she kills me. And then she didn't want to do the work, you know? Like, I've got loads of work to do. No, I'm not doing that. Don't want to do that. And obviously, you can't spend all day doing schoolwork, really, because you've got other stuff you need to do, like feed people 15 times a day, do the washing. 50 times a day, you know, all that kind of stuff. Forage for food, you know, p- play a kind of like co-op roulette to see if there's, ever, there's going to be a queue outside the co-op or whether you can just get in, whether you're going to get your 50-50 medium sliced or whether you're going to be stuck with the little old lady white toasty loaf like I was last week. Went in for some bread. That mad for the bread. They want toast all the time. And uh, went for some bread because we ran out of bread. I'm like, yeah, they'll totally have some bread in the co-op. They've got like a little bakery, you know, they'll have some bread. And I got in there and all the 50-50 medium slice was gone. Thick slice, gone. Everything was gone. The only thing left was like those miniature 400 gram loaves of bread that they have for little old ladies. You know, the, the Warburton's white toasty that is, is purely there for little old ladies to have toast and tea. That's all they had left. And they're tiny, like they're half the size. So then they want like 15 slices of white toasty because they're still starving. Lasted about 30 seconds for I then I had to go and find somewhere else. So I've now got like a rotating 50-50 medium stash of frozen bread. I saw I saw it. I went in a few days later and they had some. I'm like, right, I'm having two, two loves of that. That'll be gone in two days. Anyway... Moving swiftly on, we've been, uh, she's thrown me off now, like I was supposed to be doing an intro, so we're going to have, like I said, a little bit of chit chat and a little bit of knitting chat and um, run through some stuff I've been reading. I've been doing a lot of reading recently and uh, just give you a quick rundown of a couple of books I've read and what I thought of them in case you fancy any of them. It's been very, very vampire and witch heavy. We've been all, I mean, I'm a big sci-fi fan anyway. I love Terry Pratchett. Like I'm not really into anything that could be real, but um, we've been heavily into the the vampire witches, trolls, supernatural stuff. Um, and why not? You know, let's have a little bit of escapism. So yeah, first up on the chit chat then. We've been, I've been doing a bit of gardening been doing some gardening obviously I have to mow the lawns and stuff I don't mind mowing the lawn it's quite chills me out I've got like a cordless mower that's really light to push around so it's I quite like that I don't mind you know pushing my little mower around when it's later in the evening it's quite nice because the sun sets on the front of our house so it's really warm so right now I've got the window open and uh, that's why off, often you can hear kind of background noise. Although I've got a background noise and um, piece of software on today, so you probably might. Well, maybe you'll still hear something, but uh, I have to have the window open. It's really warm. It's very sunny today in the UK. It's been sunny for about a week, which is involved then having to to water the lawn, which for a northerner is like sacrilege. It feels really rude if I have to water the lawn because it rains all the time. You never have to do anything with your garden. You just like mow it occasionally jobs are good and throw a bit of feed and weed around but I've been having to water it because the feed and weed went on and it's, it's not been enough water for it to actually work anyway I'm doing a little bit of gardening you know everyone every bugger's doing the garden at the moment because they're all stuck at home so you can't get hold of anything and uh, I managed to get hold of some stuff from a garden centre uh, close by that does like click and collect so you could order everything it was very mandrolic you had to go on the website you had to spot on facebook that they're taking orders go on the website download the excel spreadsheet and anyone who loves excel i'm not that into excel but anyone who's like an excel person is like i can't believe you're using that as an order form like it does all of this really complex data analysis and you can do all these great things with it and you're using it as an order form but you had to download the Excel spreadsheet, fill in the order form, which in fairness did add it all up. So there were some kind of functions in there. 
and then save it and email it back. And then a week later, when they finally got down the list of emails to it, they rang up and were like, yeah, we've got all your stuff. You can come pick it up. And obviously I'd ordered it all online. I'm not Charlie Dimmock. Like every time I've got stuff from the the garden centre, they've not been very big. So I'm like, no, they'll only be little. It's not expensive. So they can't be the big ones. five five foot laurel bushes later my brother my brother went to pick it all up for me and uh, he's pulling them all out of his builder's van he's like how much you bloody ordered here because uh he he could barely get all of it in his van i'm like well like you don't know how big it is they've not not got any pictures i don't know how big it is there's no dimensions how am i supposed to know so the laurel bushes are still not planted by the way I managed to give myself a really serious bruise injury from um, trying to stash them somewhere where they wouldn't blow over all the time. But I need to dig in the garden. I need to dig a load of um, compacted mott out of the garden to to the space where I want to plant some of these laurel bushes. And I've not quite got round to that yet. But I've been planting some begonias. I do love a begonia. Um, they're not supposed to be planted out yet, but I'm like, yeah, meh, whatever. It says it's going to be hot for the next two weeks and then it's not going to be frosty in May honest in the UK so I've been planting some plant some hanging baskets and you know feeding we I've even scarified my lawn scar borrowed, borrowed a little you know one of those machines from next door they've got one uh, a scarifying machine thing I disinfected it all it was at a safe appropriate distance and uh, and hammered the lawn basically and got loads of stuff out of it so I'm, I'm all about like my bowling green lawn right now so I've been doing quite a lot of that, which has been cool. And yeah, it's, I, I quite like it. It's quite satisfying. I, I've got a bit of a reputation for not liking flowers um, because I'm not that, I'm not frou-frou. I don't like like the whole flowers and yarn posing of pictures thing on Instagram. It makes me a little bit eye-rolly. But I do like a begonia. I mean, a begonia is not like a, a non-showy flower. Like they're trailing begonias as well. They're proper like floofy and over the top. I do actually quite like flowers, just not with my yarn. I like to keep my interests, you know, siloed in some respects, apart from yarn, which is an interest that, you know, spans everything along with the gin, which, you know, spans the silos. And um, yeah, I've got all that planted. I've got some little uh, plant pots of of violas as well. They they came out, they were, again, I thought they'd be tiny. I was thinking I could just pull out like the two bits of plant and put them in my other planters. And anyway, it turned out they were full up just super cheap because we're in the north, hanging baskets full of violas. So they're they're all around. My patio looks a little bit like a pub garden at the moment because there's just flowers all over it. But it's quite cool, quite enjoying it. I need to like dig out some more stuff and make some space and plant some more plants and get some fence paint, which is also like you thought toilet paper was bad. Don't try getting fence paint anywhere in the UK right now. It's just not possible. And I know it's like not an essential piece of kit, necessarily but if it keeps everyone in their back gardens like I think it's a good thing so <laughs> yeah I've not managed to get any of that but you know when I find somewhere that I can get on mail order then I'll, I'm, I'm all over it I'm gonna be painting my fence and everything it's gonna be awesome so yeah if you're doing any gardening or you've got any gardening tips for me one of my friends has started reading like the RHS magazine I'm not quite there yet I've not started like planting magnolias or anything but yeah, if you, um, I'm not like a massive gardener, but if you've got any good people to follow or any good tips, then that would be ace because I bought some boxer spoils and I I have like a miniature boxer, apparently it's a miniature boxer's hedge. I didn't know that. It was just like the little hedge that was there when, when the house came type thing. But I bought some boxer spoils because I accidentally planted, well, I didn't accidentally, I did it on purpose. I'm just clueless. And I planted some eucalyptus two years ago in these little kind of raised beds in the walls of the Bry area. And obviously it's it's bloody massive. Like it was about 20 centimetres tall when I planted it two years ago. And the one that I planted in the front, I've had to cut back about four times. It's like six foot tall. So it was completely trashing the, the Bry area. So I had to take them out. So I thought I'll get, I'll just get some boxes, balls. We'll go, I've seen it on Pinterest. That will go a little bit minimalist. I mean, maximalist everywhere else, but this part can be minimalist. And I've got some like flamingo white chippings of, you know, five bags still in the garage. Get them used up, jobs are good in. But they didn't have enough. So I've only got four boxes, balls. I need six. What I didn't realise, because I'm clueless, I was like, I can smell onions. It smells really strong of onions. Um, 
And apparently it's the boxer spoils, but it's not onions either. I can smell it's cat pee. Apparently they smell of cat pee. I hate cats. Like, I don't mind. It's not, that's not a secret. I really don't like cats. They're selfish and horrible and they scratch everything. They're just mean. And I've now got bushes that stink of cat pee. And I didn't know. Didn't know. Sad times. So save me from myself if you've got any really good websites for people that not too serious. Like, you know what I'm like. I don't want anything like too highbrow. But stuff that looks nice with minimal effort that I can get in a northern garden centre, they are the things for me. So definitely let me know about that. I did have some... I tried to get the helpers in the garden. Um, but Sam I am, bless him. He was... I asked him to help me dig out the weeds so I could put down some some chippings. I ordered some more bark chippings to put down in the garden to get rid of the, the, the weeds. And I asked him to start digging the weeds out to help me. And he had this little trail, bless him. And all he did was dig a massive hole. Didn't even dig out one weed, dug a massive hole. And then he stood up and then he just crossed his little arms and he went, Mummy, I quit. And, and as he said, I quit, he, he uncrossed his arms in the I, I quit kind of international sign for I quit. I'm like, you quit? He's like, mummy, yeah, y yes, I quit. I was like, do I said, you've not even started. How can you quit? You've done nothing. So uh, they were basically ended up sat on the sun lounge. You're watching me sweating my absolute knackers off, digging out all these different bits of weeds so that we could put this this pine stuff down. And it was very definitely Christmas tree chippings because my garden just stank it basically smelled like toilet duck for two days <laughs> from all of the pine chippings. So, yeah, all good. Um, I've also been really wanting a new car. I didn't realise how much I was... I really liked driving until I wasn't allowed to drive anywhere. And I do go over and, and see to my mum and dad like once a week because they're like vulnerable. So I, I go over and sort them out, make sure they've got everything they need and what have you. In, in my car and it's the most amazing thing although has anyone else noticed that everyone appears to be hurt and center right now like not dead but a racing driver everyone is driving super fast i'm like can you get up any closer to the back of my car dude you are like right up my ass and i have i have a sizable one like you can't miss it how are you so close i know the opticians is closed but you should really consider as soon as they open getting your eyes tested there is no need to be that close to me like move back it's just weird people driving like absolute bonkers and apparently it's a thing the police have found people on the motorway doing like 130 miles an hour on the m 62s what are you doing you're not even supposed to be out of your house and you're caning it down the m62 and you're souped up nova what are you doing you losers go home so i really want a new car i really really want a new car after this um because I just love driving and I'm all about the, when this is over, I'm going to only surround myself with things that make me super happy, like a mini. I want a ragtop mini. I used to have a mini, but I had to sell it because it was really thirsty and uh, didn't fit dogs in it. But I'm like, no, I need a mini in my life. Definitely need a mini in my life. So that's that's definitely on, on my list of stuff to do. And we were talking about, uh, I was talking on Instagram with someone about old cars, like cars that you've had, because... The car I've got currently is very sensible. It's great for dogs. I have a roof box for it, but I'm just like, I'm 37 years of age. I'm not dead yet. And I need some wheels that truly reflect my personality, that are a joy to drive, that don't leave me sat there thinking, I really wish this, this was the upgraded speaker pack when I bought this car. And the base is inadequate to listen to Tiffany's I Think We're Alone Now. Like I've got my proper mix cd on and I, what i need from from you renault should have been a clue really never buy a french car it, it's decent speakers like if i'm going to sing along to i think we're alone now I, I need a bit of bass my love and i don't have it so i need something with better speakers and my mini had amazing speakers that also had up, upgraded speakers and i've just been all about this this whole mixtape thing, like I want to play this mixtape and for it to sound amazing. And we were talking about, I got into this chit chat about cars. I just put random thoughts in my stories and then end up chatting to people about them. And I was talking about the, the Nova because the car that I have now is called Norman. The reason it's called Norman is because it reminds me of the Twix advert, which was from sometime, I'm sure it's Twix. I'm sure it was Twix. Sometime in the kind of early noughties, where the entire 
advert, it was about this guy called Norman and the entire advert was grey. Everything in it was grey because it was all boring until he had a Twix. That's what Norman's like. Everything about him is grey and boring. I mean, we're on the second engine because the first one blew up on the outside lane of the of the limb interchange, which I covered in an, an earlier episode about Pod Retreat 2. And it weren't even that old, you know, and it blew up. It's just crap. Norman's just crap. It just doesn't inspire joy. It doesn't spark joy. It's just Norman. So I need, I need some new wheels, basically, after this. And uh, we, like I said, the... the, the that we went through a list of, of cars. Norman is the current car. My last one before this was was Luke because he was the Mini Cooper S with everything on it I wanted because I was a young gun and, you know, didn't have any responsibilities and I wanted this amazing car. So I'm like, yeah, I'm going to get this car. And every time I saw it, I'd go, oh, Luke, at my Mini. So he was called Luke and I had a Nova. The Nova was called, well, that was my mum's Nova. Um, that was my, like my first car was my mum's Nova. And it was white, J-Reg, Vauxhall Nova, 1.2. And it was called Poppy because it had this massive plastic poppy on the front uh, from Poppy Day, from obviously at Cadets, I used to sell kind of poppies at Poppy Day. And uh, it was amazing. It was the best car ever. Absolutely knackered. I mean, the head gasket was completely shagged on it. And I used to have to carry around like a bottle of water, two litre pot bottle of water to fill up the water because it was all kind of going through the engine. <laughs> just steam coming out the back of this thing anyway it, it, it met a sticky end um it did end up getting burnt out actually it was found burnt out at some stage which i i assume was an insurance job from the the person who owned it after us but uh, my mum used to drive it around with next to no fueling literally it, it was like a game with her she had this weird witchy sense for being able to judge the fuel gauge and it was always always on the red sometimes it was below the red on the white the white line that goes around the red and she figured out that it could even get below that before it would run out of fuel she never put any petrol in it and uh, she parked it outside of, of the bingo in Wigan because she used to be into bingo before she was into crown green bowling she was into bingo and she parked it outside the bingo and it got nicked from outside the bingo <laughs> and uh the bingo used to be connected to Debenhams uh, before they knocked it down and turned it into a new, uh, it's called the Grand Arcade now. So it got nicked from the road outside of Debenham, outside of the bingo, taken around the block, gone to Debenhams. The people who stole it ran into Debenhams, smash and grab, stole a load of trackies, threw them in the Nova, sped off. And it was quite quick, in fairness. It all depends on like the weight of your, uh, your right foot. It also had a manual choke. Do you remember manual chokes? Oh my word. And... Um, Anyway, it fired off and it ended up being found on the Wirral. Now, there's no way it got to the Wirral, right, without them having to fill it up. And that's what it turned out. They had to take this stolen car to a petrol station and put some fuel in it because my mum ran it on empty. And, you know, you didn't need that much to get the quarter of a mile home to the bingo, but to take it 20 miles or whatever, 25 miles to the Wirral, you need like some actual fuel. And I think that's how they caught them in the end is they caught them on the CCTV at the petrol station. So yeah, crazy, crazy. First car stories though, eh? First car stories. Had a micro after that. Um, I can't remember his name. Rob, I think it was. Nothing to do with the, the theft of, of tracksuits. But anyway, yeah, I've been thinking about new cars and researching new cars. I've also been finding joy in curry. I got a curry yesterday. My favourite curry house that's not been open for four or five weeks it closed just after my birthday which is in March and they, they reopened for collections only well I was straight on the phone I ordered my cousin it came all packed up in a little box and honestly I was so excited so excited and super grateful like gratitude can like last for days you know everyone's like oh you need to be grateful write down three things today that you are grateful for nothing compares to that feeling and now all of you have experienced that feeling because this happens to me quite a lot I've got a lot to be grateful for because in China I, I am not getting a decent Indian curry for shizzle like, I can't go to the corner shop and get drinkable wine either Great Wall is not a drinkable wine it's just not drinkable it's not the same thing and I come back to the UK and I'm like, oh, it's so amazing. I can read 
all of the signs on the shops. I can go into the co-op and I can get really nice wine for about a fiver in the local shop, along with like milk and yogurt and sour cream and cheese, cheese that's not Kerrygold cheese and all these amazing things. And I can like walk up to the shelves and buy a magazine in English that I can read without having to go to a specialist shop. And it, it honestly, when you've been away for a few months and you come back and you're just like, oh, it's everything is so easy you know and so convenient and I'm so lucky and I can't believe how lucky I am to be able to just get this just so easily it's amazing and it wears off surprisingly quickly disappointingly quickly but I'm kind of back in that with the curry and honestly I was so excited all day and I was like ringing up constantly for 15 minutes and then one of my friends who's terribly well connected she's like the mafia I'm like I can't get through because she'd had a curry the day before and she's like try this number there's only me that rings it Zach will know it's she'll think it's he'll think it's me because there's only me that ever rings it gets through gives them all of my love I'm like I'm so glad you're open I've missed you here's my ridiculous order because I'm ordering freezer curry and went to get it and oh so excited so excited just the buoyancy of a red hot stinking curry naan bread everything it was so good so good it's just the little things it's the little victories when it's you know we're in tough times or we're not you know we've got clamps on our freedom it's the little things the little things are the things that get you through that little scrap of poppadom amazing it's those little things that really kind of spare you on. It's not the big things. It's actually that the little, the little tiny victories like getting. I had a few to choose from. I did. But I because the Lamtika Dansak freezes really well, I kept that for the freezer and I went for the la, garlic lamb chili masala. So good. So good. Anyway, what can you do to find joy today? Basically, is is my coming around from all of that is is like quarantini i can't do any more quarantinis i've stopped buying tonic because it was just getting a bit ridiculous i'm just like no i don't need i don't need a drink like i can't keep numbing the pain in this manner but i can certainly numb it with an arm bread <laughs> i've just been finding ways to sort of things to look forward to in little victories really and that's probably my kind of big big tip from the last week or so is like find the little victories find a little victory in every day whether it's sneaking upstairs and sitting on your bed and sneaking a chapter of a book uh, for 10 minutes or a brew and a biscuit or something you've got to just sneak a little bit of time you know just a little just a little bit of cheeky treat time for you rather than the big things like nobody can commit to half an hour soaking in a epsom salts bath like nobody's got time for that <laughs> nobody can sit still that long but you know just just che- a few cheeky little treats go a long way so in terms of knitting then like what about the knitting joe it's 28 20 and we've not had any real knitting chat yet and and that's because there hasn't been a lot of knitting and this is something that I know I've seen a lot. I've, I've had the, the odd brief scroll through Instagram. I've been trying to stay off it, to be honest. I tend to go in there, have a look if anyone sent me a message. I'll put like so, something like, it's almost like a stream of consciousness, my stories of like what's going on or something that's amused me. And then that's it. I don't stay on there because I just find it aggravating. Not quite in the same way that Facebook is aggra- aggravating because Facebook's annoying me now. Um, it annoys me anyway, but this whole like the COVID police are out in force over there. So I, I, I try not to go on that, but I've been trying to stay off social completely and try and just be, just be. And if I get annoyed, just go dig in the garden. <laughs> so the knitting has kind of been massively on the back burner for me and other people are just feeling like they can't, they can't pick it up. And it's a bit weird because it's one of those things that, often we go to if we want to just kind of like you know calm the mind and do something with your hands and make something or you feel inspired or creative or whatever it's one of those things you go to quite often for that purpose so to I think people find it difficult when they they don't want that you know they're like this is the way that I normally cope with it with anything if I need to process I come to my knitting you know it's, it's it grinds me it's my thing and then they're like I can't I can't touch it I can't pick it up and 
I, I have found quite a bit of that. I've got this jumper on the go and I've obviously got some kind of mental block about this jumper that I need. all I need to do is measure the length of it because I'm nearly at the point where I can do the ribbon cast it off. But to measure the length of it, I need to move it all onto a longer cable. And I can't be asked. Like, I can't be asked to do it. Which sounds really bad, but I'm just like, I just... I just can't face the idea of, of moving all those stitches and measuring it. I, just, I can't be asked, which is really, it's not bad, but I mean, that that's just a level that's at where I'm just like that. It's not even, doesn't require any brain power. It just requires 15 minutes of sitting down, but I can't get past that. And it's not that I'm not enjoying the pattern or the yarn or I don't want to wear it. Well, obviously I don't want to wear it right now because I would die, literally. That's why I've got the window open because I'm at the front of the house and the, the sun comes in and I would literally die of heat exhaustion this room is really warm so and now someone's like cutting the grass outside hopefully it will be cut off from the background noise by crisp i'm hoping i'm hoping if not just roll with it you're in suburbia now baby so yeah i find it really strange and i think that's where the reading of fiction has gone up like the covid curve and the knitting has, has gone down like the number of people on london transport so just giving you some visuals you used to see in there, peeps. So yeah, I don't, and I haven't got an answer because sometimes I want to pick it up and do it and other times I don't. Like Tiger King gave me an outlet for the knit and then I'm like, Tiger King's finished, the knitting's finished. So it doesn't, I don't know if that means I need to watch more crap telly or, or what, but I'm not fighting it. I'm going with the flow at the moment. I'm not struggling. When the car starts to skid, take your hands and feet off the pedals and wheels until it regains traction that's my attitude don't try and fix it you'll only make it worse so that's what I've been doing but in the meantime I've also been looking at patterns and trying to keep my eye in with stuff like that so I did go after finally like weeks later <laughs> go and acquire the evolution pattern book pattern set by Susan Crawford now I was talking about a pattern from this when I was talking about DK sweaters because I've got that beautiful yarn from South Africa that I want to make a sweater out of. And this was one that was was mentioned and I you know I've, I came around to it and Claire Divine has just knitted this pattern and she said it was a great pattern so I'm like right cool sold done. So I went and bought that which was 25 pounds from Susan's website which is susancrawfordvintage.com I think .co.uk will get you there anyway I'm sure. And that way I'm going to get a printed copy when it's all completely finished I'll get the printed copy but I've now got my pdf copies and as the patterns get updated I will get the pdf patterns and I wanted it's orchidaceae if you haven't listened to that episode the jumper that I wanted so it's got a, a lace kind of leafy pattern around the yoke and the rest is just stocking stitch it looks really nice i think it's one of those it looked really good with jeans you know something you can kind of throw over you could throw it on and wear a scarf with it in kind of autumn the yarn's a really beautiful color i've resolved that i'm only going to wear that color i think now blue and red and that's it i just get rid of all the rest of my clothes i'm, I'm clearly having a massive like live clear out right now so i'm not wearing any any colors that are ugly anymore on me anyway not no color is ugly any colours that are ugly on me or that don't make me look amazing. Let's just put it like, let's try and put a positive spin on it, Jojo. So I've bought Orchideishi, so I'm excited about that. And also in there is Denby, which is a pattern for a colourwork hat. And the, 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 the crown of the hat looks amazing. It's, she's taken a lot of the inspiration for this from Vintage Shetland Project which she talked about in an earlier episode. I'll have to link to it in the show notes. She's done two episodes, two interview episodes. One was 56, the next one was 90-odd, but I can't remember the number exactly, but I'll put both of the links in the show notes for you. And um, she's always been into really vintage patterns and knitwear and stuff, and she's super stylish. Like, I love what she does with it and all the styling of the photographs and everything. Like, I really like that. What she's done with this is... She's taken the inspiration from some of those patterns from Vintage Shetland and kind of taken elements of them, but updated them so that they're really wearable and modern for now. Because if you don't have a very vintage aesthetic, it can be quite hard to wear some of these these older patterns without looking a little bit weird. Um, like you need to have a bit of an eye 
for that era to, to make it, it work and match in. But she's taken elements of it and made them like really wearable pieces. And I really like the hat, the Denby hat. So I'm definitely going to make one of those. I'm hoping I might have enough left over from the Exelani yarn I bought to do compass with, which is the jumper I'm, I'm knitting right now. But if not, I know I've got a load of like DK weight yarns, single skeins lying around that could be really nice to knit that with. And I think it could look really good with the the contrast colour done in a, even in a variegate, as long as it hasn't got the main colour in the variegate, I think it looks super cool. You could do some kind of like neon in it and all of that if you wanted. Like it looks really wearable, the pattern. And it's in two, it's like a beanie, beanie size and then like a, what's it called? slouchy hat size so with a bit more in the in the the crown so really cool and that's you know only five of the patterns so the rest of the patterns I don't know what they will be like but I feel like I've definitely got my money's worth even with those two patterns so I'm going to be looking at doing that I did falter because there is a, a tin cans can knits pattern that I was I, I had in my library and popped out me and I was like oh I didn't realize I had that there but it does have acres of reverse stocking stitch in it but it is a really nice v-neck jumper so I'm not sure I'm agonizing might just have to buy some different yarn and do that one as well but that's like gonna be my next kind of big sweater project although I do need to finish the one I've got now as well but I'm also hankering for a bit of beaded lace I'm, I'm feeling the need for a bit of boo knits again. I love boo knits patterns and I love beaded knitting. It's it's not very kind of, some people hate it because it, you can't get into a rhythm with it because you have to keep stopping and putting the beads on. But for me, I'm like, every bead just looks so pretty. I'm just like, I love beads. I'm such a magpie. I love the beads. just so glittery and not so pretty. Like, I enjoy it. So I can see that in my future, but I've, I've don't have enough beads in the house. I'm going to have to find someone who can mail order beads. And finally today I managed to cancel the redirection. I've been trying to cancel for six weeks so I can finally get things sent to my house, which would be amazing. So yeah, that's with the knitting. Uh, I've also been asked a lot by people about uh, knitting, finding knitting yarn first up, because there's a lot of people who used to knit and haven't been knitted and now they're stuck at home they want to knit again so I've been asked about finding like baby acrylics and stuff and uh, obviously went wild in the aisles with that I'm like what's your price point which pattern are you going to knit blah, blah, blah. well there's this and this and this and this and this and this and this person's local and that person's there and this person's there so you could go in person if you wanted any more like a full up like consultancy report on where you're going to find Sirdar Snuggly in the northwest and uh, <laughs> Love a bit of Sirdar Snuggly. Uh, I did recommend the new West Yorkshire Spinners one as well that's got Falkland Merino in. Love a bit of Falkland Merino. But also I've been uh, people in the group asking about uh, resources for like beginner knitters. And obviously my brother's girlfriend I mentioned, Les, has started wanting to knit. She's been doing quite a lot of loom knitting actually. And she did him some little bed socks with the loom as well. I don't really know how to use a loom. I just use needles, but she's been working on that. So in the next episode, what I think I will do is pull together some good resources for beginner knitters because all resources are not equal and certainly all YouTube videos are not created equal. I really like Very Pink Knits. I think she does a great job, but there's a lot of rubbish out there and there's a lot of it. So I'm going to pull together some of my favourite bits and pieces for that. So if anyone asks you or wants to start knitting and you are a knitter, you can just direct them to that and they can crack on. It seems to be all the rage. We've even got like campaign for all. We've even got influencers doing knitting now. But, but I've also been thinking about doing some crochet. Now, my crochet extends pretty much to admiring amigurumi patterns for fringe knitting items or crochet items rather fringe patterns which as you know is it is a devotion of mine i'll probably get an mb for services to fringe knitting patterns at some stage such is my devotion to funny knitting patterns and there'll be some more of those in the next um couple of episodes but i've also been thinking about doing a crocheted african flower blanket i have a bag full of nurturing fibers bamboo cotton and eco cotton yarn that I was sent by Carlay a, a, a while ago and I'd seen once when I was out in Louis Tricard in this this really pretty shop I'd seen an African flower blanket crochet blanket it's really beautiful but it was it was expensive 
and not unduly so it was definitely the right price for what it was like it wasn't ridiculous at all for for what it was it was definitely worth it but I just didn't have that amount of spare money to spend on a blanket at that stage so obviously I didn't buy it but I've been hankering and wanting one ever since and I thought you know I might might get a crochet hook and and learn to do something other than a granny square blanket I could do granny squares but I've just never really got into the kind of the twisty hand movement of crochet like I've just I don't like it, it's I don't like the way it looks I don't like the fabric it creates really so I've never really found the need to learn it because I'm like well beyond you know doing a crochet chain or whatever for stuff I might need for knitting why do I need to do it if I don't like the way that it looks at the end anyway but I do want this blanket so I'm thinking about learning that I know I feel like one of those proper blowhards that's like, I've learned 15 languages and homeschool my kids and not set fire to the house and now I'm going to learn quote chate as well. I shut up, Barbara, no one cares. Um, but it's not. It's, it's just purely overachieving in spikes of areas in between a lot of mediocrity. So please do not feel bad <laughs> because it's just definitely not not that. You know, there's a reason why I've removed all tonic from my, my shopping lists. So yeah, I'm going to do that. So if anyone's got, I've got the Heidi Bears, Heidi Bears, South African Heidi Bears. I've got her uh, African flower tutorial and the blanket pattern as well, I think. So I'm going to start with that and I'll see how I get on. But if there's any good crochet tutorials out there that you know of, let me know because I can add those in to the end of the knitting one as well. Should be cool. And other than that, as I said, I've been doing a lot of reading. I am on Goodreads. Some of you have come and made friends with me, which is awesome because I've got some really good recommendations. I only want to be friends with people so I can steal their recommendations. Like, see what they're reading and see if I want to read it. Um, you can find me at goodreads.com forward slash Joe Millmine. That is me. You can add me and I can see what you're up to, what you're reading. I'm doing the reading challenge. I'm doing 52 weeks in 52 weeks. I'm a little bit behind at the moment one book behind probably two because I didn't really read the Terry Pratchett Christmas one twice it just went in twice and I don't know how to delete it I've got to say the app for Goodreads isn't amazing it's good for getting information on on it's like Ravelry you know Ravelry is amazing but the, the UX isn't isn't sparkly and it's the same with Goodreads and I can't figure out how to delete it so I'm probably two books behind mostly because I keep reading really thick books instead of thin ones and I've not been counting all of the kids' books that I read because obviously I read to Sammy every night. So I've probably kicked the arse out of most of the Horrid Henrys. Oh God, I don't know why I bought those. They are dreadful. Oh, dreadful. And Captain Underpants. He loves Captain Underpants. Tra-la-la! So I have to read those to him as well. Captain Underpants is definitely better. It's a bit funnier. Horrid Henry is just dull. I'm sorry. It's dreadful. And I don't really want to put them in. Even though I've clearly read them, like, I'm not really present when I'm reading them. I'm daydreaming. I'm just reading the words and doing the voices. I'm not really there. But also, I don't want to screw up all of my recommendations and them start recommending even worse kids' books for me to read. So I've not put those in, but I have put the other ones in. And mostly it's been all about trolls and wizards and stuff <laughs> i do love terry pratchett so i've read pretty much all the pratchett's i do like a bit of world building and a bit of like sci-fi but not too super sci-fi like not space and all that stuff generally unless it's really funny because i do like red dwarf so anything that's like witty it's mostly the little footnotes that get me with pratchett i really enjoy those so but obviously i've read them all and he's not going to be writing anymore anytime soon so I've been reading some other ones and I bought a few from a shop in Hout Bay because I, I love independent bookshops so I wanted to get some books from there. So I've been all over Tani Maria. Tani Maria is written by a South African author called Sally Andrews and I've read two out of the three so far. Now Tani Maria is um, lives in Ladysmith which is a real place actually. 
in uh, the Klein Karua and I drove through it. I bought a pasty in, in probably the petrol station that she talks about in the books. And all the places she talks about are there. And I was really looking forward to one weekend while I was there, going to find all these places she'd spoken about because they, they'd taken on this almost uh, like legendary status by the time I'd read even the first book. So I was... Like I said, I was really looking forward to seeing these, including like, I think it's called Ronnie's Sex Shop, which is a real place. It's not really a sex shop. Um, they just did it for advertising purposes by all accounts. But I wanted to go see all these places and obviously I couldn't because I had to spin out of South Africa and leave, which made me very sad. I'm going to put those on my list for when when, when I can use my return ticket that BA won't refund me for. I've got a return ticket from South Africa, just a South African leg that I can't get a refund for. I'm like, but how am I going to get there to book the other end of the ticket? That's ridiculous, BA. Anyway, Tani Maria, amazing. Real, just really lovely. Loads of South African isms in it. Uh, there's a lot of blixum in it and um, lots of Afrikaans words that I have to kind of go Google because I don't know what they are and lots of chat about rusks and felskuna which are shoes felt felskuna shoes yeah and biscuit rusks and she, she talks about food all the time like all she talks about is food and she's always cooking some and in the back of the books are all the recipes for the food that she's cooking which are just like oh I could just cook everything and eat it all like fet cook fet cook's amazing mince that puiki all of that all the recipes are in there so i've read two of those the first one is recipes for love and murder the second one is tani maria and the satanic mechanic which i haven't read yet i need to get a copy of that so i need to find somewhere here i can get one because i bought the other two in south africa and the third one was death on the limpopo which obviously i used to live there so i'm like i'm on that i want that one Really good, totally like just a nice story arc, really nice storytelling, lots of kind of nice imagery and loads of, of food chat and recipes, just fun. And it's like a nice, like a kind of strong female protagonist in the middle of it. I love a, a female, you know, strong female protagonist. So, and all of the South Africanisms just make it really interesting for me. So, if you like, if you're a, a, an Africa file, if you love South Africa, and you're into all of that, then they're just dead easy. They're easy reads, but interesting and fun. Not, I'll definitely they're not trash, um, but they're just nice, just nice to read. So I really enjoyed those. I also read one called Unnatural Magic called by CM Wagoner. This was another one that I bought in the Hout Bay Bookshop, and I think it's called the Bay Bookshop actually. And I've totally fell for the cover. The cover's really interesting. It's black with all this like green ivy and stuff on it. And the picture of this woman, uh, outline of a woman. And that one was a little bit more confusing. It's about trolls, trolls and humans and wizards. And there were kind of two storylines that went through it. One about this girl, love a strong female protagonist. One about this girl troll, love a strong female protagonist. Um. And they kind of like, there were two separate stories and they kind of come together when they're trying to figure out who killed all these trolls. But the end was a little bit damp, I'm like, but I want to know what happens next. So it was good reading while I was going through it, but it was a little bit kind of all over everywhere um, with the different stories. It's like two stories in one, but I kind of wanted a bit more from the ending. And I'm finding that a lot with fiction books. I get to the end and I'm like, why have you spent three quarters of the book warming up and then everything that happens happens in 10 pages at the end and then that's it. Like, why, why do people keep doing that? I could definitely do a better job than that, I'm sure. Like, I don't think that's how books always used to be. But I'm finding the ones I've picked recently have been a little bit like that, sadly. Um, there's another one called Old Baggage by Lisa Evans. This was a fiction book set in London about someone who used to be a suffragette, basically, who starts up a, like, girls' club. Again, another story, it was nice, it was kind of heartwarming and I liked the the bits of history in there about the suffragettes, but it never really got going for me. It was just like a nice little story, but there was not, not nothing really happened. There was no real massive dilemma. There was just nothing, it just kind of petered out. But interesting historical detail in it. And then and the last one that I read was um, The Last Smile in Sunder City, which is the first by Luke Arnold. It's like the first in a series. 
And it, it is basically just a rip-off of the City Watch and Sam Vimes, but not as good. Don't even like the lead character guy. Like, he's meant to be, like, all like Sam Vimes and all kind of tortured at the beginning, like he is in the City Watch, like the early City Watch books. But he's not. It's just irritating. The character's just a bit annoying. <laughs> so, and it's just too close and not as good for me to like like it. It's the first one. Maybe the others will get better, but wasn't ideal. So yeah, that's the ones I've been reading recently. I've just started reading Elifa Oliphant is completely fine. Very interesting, and uh, kind of hammering through that already. Which is yeah cool so yeah if you are on goodreads and you want to come make friends with me on there maybe i'll do like a even like a group or something on there so we can share more um stories and ideas between readers of the readers who are also knitters who listen to the podcast um we could do some stuff on there maybe i'm not sure i'm not sure whether it would be better to have it as part of the main group i'm still working on the aspects of where to host the community side of the podcast because i'm not happy with it on facebook i'm not sure about ravelry i find the forums on that are a little bit just a little bit old school although there are people in there still using them for sure because i went in there and said is anyone in here and they're like yeah we're still here joe we still go on here all the time uh i would like just someone that would do a, a, a few more like a few more things like i would like to be able to do to do things like have like resources and have a forum area but have a place where we could do lives or hangouts and for it all to be able to be tied together so I'm still kind of working on how that will work but yeah that's where we're up to so that's all we've got time for this week quite a long rambly chatty episode which was kind of what I promised you at the beginning bit of a kind of catch-upy one just going to keep your company while you're knitting today don't want to you know stress you out too much make you think or anything like that and as i say in the next episode i'll try and pull together some good resources for beginner knitters so if anyone's coming to you with a new interest in knitting and you want to help them out you can just refer them this way and to that end, obviously, you can refer them into the podcast if they want to start listening to podcasts as well. And if there's any of your friends who are knitters who don't listen to the show yet, please send them over. I would love to have some new listeners, love to keep some new people company and uh, spread the word about the podcast a little bit more. Spread the love. Everyone wants to spread the love. So please do share out the podcast to anyone that you think would be interested. So all we've got left is to say have a great week happy crafting and i will speak to you all again soon cheers you've been listening to the shiny bees podcast show notes for this episode can be found at shinybees.com forward slash 142 and music for this episode is very kindly by adam and the walter boys with i need a drink which is available on itunes 